Good morning and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Monday, October 4th, and I'm joined by my main man, Skyhook, for a very special show today. We are doing our first live interview with an NFT project team. We're going to be talking to Jason from Bitlectro Labs to talk about their upcoming project, Dreamers. Uh, we're super excited about that. We're going to cover it in the second half of the show. Uh, for today, we are going to start with our market update, talk about some recent and upcoming drops. We're going to go through our typical segments and talk blue chip PFPs, art blocks, and one of ones. And then we're going to get to that interview. So that's our plan for today. But first, a word from our sponsor, IC.tools. As a beginner in NFTs, it can be very difficult to know where to start looking. There are millions of NFTs out there and literally an open sea of JPEGs. I know I was overwhelmed at first and didn't know where to start. And this is where IC Tools comes in. IC Tools is essentially an NFT data aggregator that pulls data across NFT marketplace activity, produces visualizations and analytic dashboards in a very user-friendly format to help its users gain an understanding of what to watch, what to pay attention to, on any given day. Their primary features are trending collections, discovery, and watch. Trending is where you can see which projects have the highest sales volume in intervals as short as the past 15 minutes or the daily or even a three-day view. You can quickly see where money is flowing at any given time. So I, I personally use this information to see both macro views of which projects are dominating the market, and the micro views to see you know, which products are catching steam on the hourly to see if I want to jump in. I typically have this tab open all day when I'm trading every day. Discovery, the, the second view, is, is similar to trending, but related to projects that are actively minting. Uh, you know, so in that very initial sales phase before they get to the secondary market. Uh, as folks may have found out, a lot of NFT projects do stealth drops. Uh, this dashboard allows you to find projects that are minting you know, how fast they're minting, who's buying them. Um, and I, I personally use this to try to find new projects that weren't on my radar uh, by using their volume tracker and, and seeing who, who's getting in and, and minting. And then lastly, the watch feature, which I think is the most powerful feature in, in the product. And this is where you can track wallets like whales or some of the sharpest traders to see what they're actively buying and selling. Uh, you can also build your own curated list of projects that, that you want to select to follow. So I use this information arguably the most in my day-to-day -day tracking uh, to inform a majority of my trade decisions. Understanding what the sharps and whales are doing is integral to success in NFT trading right now. And building my own curated project set allows me to filter out the noise uh, and just track the products that I care about. So go over to ic.tools to check it out start finding your own NFT alpha. They have a free version, which provides the trending and discovery info, and then the premium version at 0.03 ETH per month, which unlocks that watch feature. All right, with that covered, Sky, let's jump into our market update for today. I'm gonna pull up the, the trending board here from IC on the three-day view. Headlines, we gotta start with the cryptodes by Grimplin. Just an insane weekend. 6,800 ETH 
traded across 600 sales in the past three days. Uh, you know, I, I talked a little bit about these on Friday for the first time. I think I predicted a, a 10 ETH floor. We're sitting at 11.5 ETH floor this morning. Um, <clears throat> certainly, had I known it was going to go this fast, I, I would have put a lot more in. Uh, but but just what a, a crazy run for the Toads. You know, I got to talk a little bit about this project. They, they've quickly become my personal favorite NFT project. They're just, you know, they're super fun. Um, they're really aesthetic. There's great vibes and an awesome community. Um, we saw a lot of whale action early on with guys like Anonymous and Brat. This weekend, we saw the, the next wave of whales. So Beanie Maxi jumped in. DC Investor made a big tweet yesterday announcing that he bought three, um, which I think his tweet actually might be what set off the storm that we saw yesterday. Dingaling got in last night. He swept the hoodie floor. Um, you know, the thing about this project is like the floors aren't even floors. Some people love the, the floors. Floors might be ceilings to some folks. Um, what's, you know, really setting them apart, I think right now is the, the public domain feature and the way they set this project up. So essentially the way this works by, by Grimplin and the team is that anyone can use their IP, can, can build on top. Uh, of the cryptos. And we've already seen that come to play a little bit. So we've seen the, the, the socks come out, uh, which were free to mint for Toads holders. Those were 0.1 ETH for now or 0.15. And then the Chodes. We got to talk about the Chodes. These, this was the second project uh, related to the crypto universe ecosystem. Now they're sitting at like a 0.5 floor. It was 0.04 to mint. Um, Utility just coming in spades for the for the toads holders. Sky, what's your take on the cryptoads? It's a tough time to be a no toter. Uh, <laughs> so for me, I being in the space for as long as you know we have, which six months, a little bit beyond that. I think I've gotten over a little bit of the the FOMO. There's projects that run, you can't be in everything, but. Um, yeah, the, the true speed at which it's reached, you know, a 10 ETH floor and above, you know, it took Cool Cats four months to get there. And that was the third one of, you know, all PFP projects. So to have Toads really rip to that nature so quickly, it's just such a good sign. I mean, we knew it long before that the only reason I kicked myself is people that we trust in this industry were buying heavily into the Toads, even with the dips that happened. So um, right now with at a price is definitely unreachable for me, but, um, if you look at some of the things that are building on top of it, you know, you mentioned the chodes earlier, you can buy in at a pretty decent level. If we're going to see almost a loot type of ecosystem where a lot of these can grow upon the toads. So I'm going to keep my eyes out on these derivatives. Um, but yeah, unless there's a, a big sale in my future, I don't think I have the liquidity to, to get to a toad without locking up a lot of my funds, but excited for what's been built on, on this. And I know you, uh, you purchased a hoodie last night. So exciting for you too. It's big, you know, a few, a few points on, on that. So you, you touched on loot. Yeah. My view on the cryptos is they're a better version of what loot is trying to accomplish, right? It's the open, you know, public domain. You can build, you can build all these derivatives, but it's got a much better and stronger community, uh, which is why I think we're seeing, the, the market action that we are makes sense. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. But you know, my hot take, I think the toads, not only are they going to flip the cool cats, they're going to flip board apes. 
and I'm I'm not quite there yet. I think there's a chance they flip pucks. I think they yeah. have. We've never seen this type of utility and ecosystem yet in NFTs. Um, so I'm not quite ready to, to stamp my flipping punks prediction, but I, I'm ready for apes. I, just let me know when you want to trade your apes your ape for, <laughs> for a few toads, my man. So I, I, we had the conversation before, and I think it's, it's ultimately, it's so easy when you're bought in on a certain ecosystem of delivering or at least knowing the utility that's driven from it. I, I have a cool cat. I have an ape, you know, I'm thankful to be in both projects. And I think what each are doing individually are keeping those floors at what it is and, and what it will continue to be. I mean, the, the build off of what apes has given the holders, if you've had it since the beginning, of course, has been at minimum, probably a, a 70, you know, if you factor in mutants and a common dog right now, if you, you looked into, you know, potentially a M2 serum or however you wanted to play the game, you could have gotten more. So it's healthy for the market to have more. Um, I, I'd love competition. I, I'd enjoy it to keep pushing. Um, I think Apes has solidified a, a 40 floor over the last probably, you know, week and a half. It's steadily been at this 38 range, um, hasn't dipped, um, which is just a good sign. Um, so nothing has me worried as an ape holder, but to your point, and often I think it's so easy to be settled in some of these bigger projects where could you have four toads for one ape and could that growth be more exponential in, in that scenario? So that's where I kind of, you know, you have to, if you're going to play the game, you can play it in many different ways and take some bigger swings if you want to take on the opportunity. Oh yeah. And you know, I, I poke in good jest. There's, there's absolutely room for both projects that I love the apes. I'm, I'm a no aper. Um, but of course, you, you can't go wrong there. Well, let's pull back to the board. Let's go through a few of these others, maybe a little more rapid fire. Galactic Apes, number two on the board under Toads, 2800 ETH. Sky, I know you were following these. What's so going the on? Biggest the thing, yeah, um, it, it, I think it was a stealth mint last weekend. I believe this ran in, in, in seven days. And I'm part of and will we'll absolutely tout uh, Metaverse HQ, which is one of the like tokenized discords that exist out there. It's actually reached like a three and a half ETH floor right now to just get entry into this discord for the next 15 months. It expires at the end of 2022 if you don't own five of these tickets or tokens for it. But one of their members uh, minted 200 of these insane. galactic apes, took a 30 ETH swing at it. Uh, it's Saint is his name. Um, and he is now, he owns still over a hundred and basically has a portfolio now that is seven figures. He mentioned he started in early August with ninth to his name. So to make that swing and hit an absolute home run, super excited for him and shows, you know, if you're in early on these stealth drops, you're able to figure out, you know, which ones have the most opportunity. You can make a lot of coin and this is only starting. I mean, it went from 1.5 to 2.5 in the last 24 hours. So it has a lot of room to grow. Kudos to him. I mean, there, there's definitely risk in making moves like that, right? But, I mean, these are the, the types of asymmetric bets that you can make. And if you hit, I mean, you can make some real, some real wealth mm -hmm. here. So, way to go. Um, let's keep going down the board. Art Blocks, most of their volume is actually all in one sale, a 2100 ETH ringer sale, which we'll cover later in the show. The Humanoids, 
uh, they snuck up the board with most of their activity really coming in the last 12 to 2400 the 24 hours nearly 2400 ETH traded on their post reveal as I understand they've got a pretty distributed ownership base yeah um, so it's interesting um I'm somebody in, in, you know, you kind of find out your niche in the way you want to attack the market. I prefer to take some profits when I can and sell pre-reveal most often. Um, but I would say maybe a quarter of the time, if the art is really, you know, resonated with its holders, that floor does not go down post-reveal. It's a perfect example of the humanoids. Uh, people really enjoyed what that uh, product that was displayed and it kept rising and rising post-reveal. I mean, it happened with another one in this list that I know you're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, there is always that opportunity. If you want to hold on after the reveal, it could dip. You know, I'd say most of the time it does dip, but there are these projects that continue to soar when the art is well received. Yeah, it's a great sign. Good momentum for them. They're at 0.75 floor this morning when I checked. The Winter Bears, I got to touch on them briefly. They're sitting around a 1E floor, see steady volume. They, they passed the cute test. The cute test is important in NFTs right now. Um, so they, they, they continue to surge. I want to talk about capsule house. So I, I, uh, intro capsule house on the show on Friday a bit. Um, they had done their public sale and the reveal was Friday night. Um, it minted at 0.08. Uh, it was an absolute gas war. Um, it was sitting around 0.2. Actually, you could, you could get it sub 0.2, you know, right after the, the public sale, but Steady growth all weekend. It's sitting at 0.74. It's the artwork is from Seer Light, you know, one of the absolute most elite top artists in, in the space. Um, it's got the right whale action. Barat is in the project, anonymous. I think Barat set the all-time high sale yesterday. What did, did it go as high as 20? I saw yeah, at least you bought a 15. 12. You bought a 12, a 15, and a 20, I believe. So just some some huge action, and these are steadily creeping up. Um, there's a lot of different variety. There's some different rares. So, you know, check this out. I think this is going to have some real legs. And then for those who like the Searlight R, but maybe this is too expensive, check out Doki Doki. Um, so uh, actually ta at Tappy SF tweeted this out. This is how I found the project. But this is actually Searlight's Genesis set uh, out on OpenSea. Uh, you can see it's kind of these series of cards which have potions they've got different um, like milk cartons and, and little worlds or land here at the high end of, of the of the set here um the floor was about 0.1 when i checked yesterday and i bought about five or six of these and now it's, it's up to 0.2 um the additions range from you know 200 in size to, to 50 it's even lower on the small end i think Someone we saw someone collect a full set yesterday. One of the only three full sets that that can potentially even exist. Um, so these are starting to catch some attention, but I'd say are a little under the radar still. So maybe check. These I, I would say I would plug icy tool icy tools in this situation because if you saw our, our friend anonymous, you know, kind of go through, he ripped this uh, about forty eight hours ago. Had a multiple sales within about a ten minute window. Um, if you want to, I mean, that's basically setting off a trigger in my head. I need to look into something like this. I'm not auto buying immediately afterwards without a little research, but you could have came on to Searlight here across this, you know, Doki Doki rather early before uh, it picked up this steam. I know 
Anonymous flipped one for about 4X, uh, 0.7 to 2.8, I believe, in like 24 hours when he kind of front ran this pure light run. Yeah, that's If you can get in on the fast follows yep. with the right folks, there's you know a lot of opportunity. Those are the big headlines. CyberKong's VX is, is resurging. They're above 2E4. Peaceful Groupies doing really well. And then the Singularity drop by Ravi. It was supposed to be Friday night. Then it got pushed to Saturday night. I missed it. I was at a wedding. Sky, I know you tried for it. It was just carnage. You didn't miss out on much. I promise you. <laughs> I, I tried. I was geared up. I think I had multiple screens, multiple wallets ready to fire. Because, you know, this is the artist behind Explosion of Colors, which was sitting at a 14 floor that night. Um, you know, Explosion of Colors owners were able to mint three singularities in their pre-sale. And they were getting bought up to three ETH in the pre-sale. So it's like, all right, let's fire. You're ready to go. It's 0.77. If you get through, you can do it. And I kid you not, it might've been the fastest mint out I have ever seen. It was botted. You know, there's a Twitter thread out there where one owner uh, got about 30% or he got 30. I think he he got 30 of them. So 3% of the supply, but he ran with barely any gas, 10 different transactions at three max with about, I think it was like 88 priority fee. So not much at all. And somehow was able to get them all through those that got it in the first block were about 5,000 away. So I wasn't prepared for that. And that kind of really thinned the margin too. They were selling as low as 1.4 right afterwards. So for me, it's a little bit higher now, but that wasn't worth uh, the squeeze in the moment. Uh, But I was geared up because they are some uh, pretty, I think, beautiful pieces, but I wasn't ultimately trying to make a profit on it. And and it just didn't leave the opportunity with how quick it sold out. Yeah, they're cool. Definitely one to watch. I'm going to probably pump the brakes and let the market settle a little bit. You know, whenever there's a, a botted drop like that, you never really know how the market's going to react in the short term, but definitely long term one to watch. All right. Well, that's our market update. Why don't we move into our daily drops? Um, you know, Sky, you want to cover this, this segment for us and maybe tell us about this new uh, potential tracker? It's out there. Yeah. So I came across this early this morning um, when on Twitter, I follow or I've created, if you don't follow me at Skyhook DFS, there's a list um, on there that I've created with about 270 different uh, uh, accounts that I follow um, or, or keep uh, a churning feed in regards to NFT only content. And Charlie Ching's um, early tweets this morning on a phenomenal list of drops. You know, there's different discords that provide us with a, uh, you know, a, a list out with the size of them, you know, what it looks like. But this was the most detailed one I've seen when it comes to the organic following of accounts. So they have the entire list of all ETH and Solana projects that are dropping in October with their Discord and Twitter sizes of their followings. And then they're going to be tracking 24-hour, 48, and 72-hour um, windows of that growth of their following. So it's a great sign. It's a good way for us to know which projects are really getting steamed because right now minting is difficult. You know, not everything's a win and the ones that are wins normally going to cost you a good amount of gas. So if you monitor this, you can also probably find a way to get potential white lists. Um, I know you'll talk about that a little bit later with our interview, but if you want to find a project that's minting out with, you know, a small following late October, they're going to have the discord links and Twitter links added to this list, but follow all of the accounts on Chang NFT's early tweet. You can send a uh, DM to any of those for their uh, market ducky was the one that I talked to this morning. He sends you over the view only Google sheet that has all this tracking and it's a free, you know, add to our community. So, 
you know, that's something that's very beneficial for those that are busy and want to kind of search out or have some uh, research done for them. I've loved being able to look at this so far this morning and excited for the ads that they had to it. I love it. You know, just one thing I love about the NFT space, right, is it, it's not closed door society, you know, gates, pay gates. They're, they're, they're putting this information out in the market for free, right? And it just goes to, you know, the underlying ethos in this ecosystem and NFTs and the, the community over, overall that we want everyone to succeed. Uh, so shout out to Charlie Chang and what is it? And Cha-Ching Capital. So great job by them. All right, let's, uh, we're 20 minutes in. Let's start moving through a few of our segments here. Uh, we're going to start with a quick uh, blue chip PFPs update. Got to head over to Larva Labs, talk crypto punks for a bit. Um, you know, it's funny. It was a quiet weekend at Punks World, just drowned out by toads and everything else, but there's still 50 or 60 sales on the board. It's crazy that 50 or 60 crypto punk sales are a quiet weekend. Um, Four sitting around 115 this morning. It's been pretty steady. Uh, a few of the highlights, we saw this wild white VR, I believe CSU Ram 88 uh, <clears throat> was the seller on that CryptoPunk. Uh, nice sale there for him. And then we saw a really nice hoodie go for 450 <clears throat> ETH yesterday, about one. I think that was DC million. Investor bought back in one. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, a, <laughs> that's a big buy. Hoodies are becoming unobtainable. In the CryptoPunk space, that was actually one of the <clears throat> drivers that informed my decision to buy a hoodie cryptoed last night. I think they could follow a similar arc, um, but definitely a nice weekend in CryptoPunk's world. I know, Scott, you talked on Board Apes a little bit earlier. Just give us a quick recap. What's been going on in the Board Ape world? I see the, the floor's holding steady at 40. How are things going? Yeah, um, I, I think it's a great sign to eliminate the fluctuation of what we have. You know, it had, if you bring it back to the mutant time period, when it went from 40 to 60, back to 40 in a 48-hour window, and then trickled all the way down in the 28 range. So it's been a steady climb back. Um, 40 feels like a great spot for it to be in right now. The big announcement um, this past weekend was for um, looking into one, or oh, it's NFT NYC. That was kind of a in real life value add that the apes are offering. Um, they're having, I think it's like four different get togethers for any of the attendees that own either an ape or a mutant um, that are able to attend this are actually having their first yacht party. There's going to be a thousand ape holders in NFT NYC on a yacht party for one of the nights. They're having a Halloween party. So it's cool to deliver those in real life experiences um, because that ultimately part of if you're looking at the social flex of, of what these may provide, the NFT, Twitter authentication, you know, more and more of these type of events are going to bring value. So uh, I'm not sure that's, you know, driving a floor up, but I'm excited. I wish I could be an NYC for it because I would love to meet some of these fellow ape holders in real life. Yeah, I mean, it's a part of the utility, a part of the community, right? A, a thousand person ape yacht party <laughs> sounds pretty wild. It's always interested me, this social experiment where we're a digital community. And then these IRL in real life meetups. Uh, I'm always curious to see how, how those go, um, but but good for the apes. I'm a little worried about the apes personally. We'll we'll, we'll keep revisiting these. I know you're uh, you're feeling good <laughs> about them. Um, <clears throat> cool cats. They surged this weekend. They got to about a 14 ETH floor. Also saw big name getting in. Beanie Maxi also uh, 
was touting him himself getting into the Cool Cats game. Um, they're they're looking really solid as the you know that number three 10k generative set PFP. I think they're pretty uh, pretty cemented up there right now. Yeah, um, I think getting to 14. Um, you know, I mean, and and I guess because it dipped below, I think it went to 9.3 uh, early Friday morning, and it seems like every single Friday, um, you know, there is their town hall Friday night. And it leads into Catter Day, where the sales just boom. Um, so you're always seeing big weekends out of the cats. They did an airdrop of a Halloween uh, spooky season type of just a free airdrop on Polygon. Not one of the you know kind of spam ones you get, but a legit one that was selling up to 0.5 um, this weekend. Um, so it's a great you know just a, a nice passive income there as they're going to give a little utility to owning the airdrop. Yeah, you know, it feels like all the PFPs, for the most part, are, are running or moving a bit. They definitely are moving over the weekend. You know, something I've talked about some guys in our chat about is there's no big art blocks drops this week, right? So I think this is actually a smooth runway week for new projects and for these big PFPs. I think we could see a lot of movement in the market this week. There's not a whole lot else, you know, on the, on the docket that's going to be sucking a lot of ETH out of the ecosystem. So it could be a big week, but we'll see. Well, let's talk about art blocks. Um, the the headline absolutely is Saturday morning. Akira Reloaded sold his absolute grail ringers, the bullseye ringers. He sold it for twenty one hundred ETH, over six million dollars. If you look at the sales history, he minted this thing. He minted it eight months ago for five hundred dollars, and he sold it for over six million yesterday. Um, just you know the the conviction to hold it for this long um is, is just amazing it speaks to akira uh, so congratulations to him on a, an awesome sale other than that i think the weekend was pretty slow um that was a majority of the sales volume we did see a really cool drop in factory on friday uh we talked about pre-drop on the show on uh on friday um letters to my future self from Ryan Struhl at Keezins on Twitter. Um, it sold out at the min price in about an hour. Um, and it did really well in the secondary. So it sold out that 0.15. We saw the, the floor get all the way up to about one ETH. I think it's retraced a bit uh, to about 0.7. I think this is really cool. Like you can see that the, the art here is, it's a scribbled letter with things kind of blacked out or, or highlighted. Um, and I think a lot of people can connect with this, this idea, right. Of how, you know, writing a letter to your future self and how it would change and things you'd want to maybe black out. So really cool drop. I posted a hot take on Twitter. I think we're going to see Struhl do curated. Um, seems like a really good guy. So definitely, uh, happy for him. A good drop. I think, you know, what also made this special was factory products aren't selling out anymore. It's not a lock to sell out art blocks factory. I checked this morning. There's still two open projects on the board that you can mint that launched last week. It's good. It's, it's healthy for the ecosystem. We're resetting. It's not just constant flippers in the market. So I'm, I'm happy to see it. So we'll, we'll see where, where things go here this week. I know there's some more uh, factory drops lined up here for this week. As you All approach right. one of Wonderland, Tyler, um, mm -hmm. this is my sign that I've got to sign off into our interview here. Um, I know you got a couple wraps up on the market, but um, that's gonna be my cue to, to head back in, but looking forward to, to what you guys got next here. Um, and again, anybody can reach out to me always on Twitter, 
at Skyhook DFS. Feel free to tweet, DM me. They're open. Love to answer questions and, and help anybody in. But, um, you know, keep up everything, boys. Awesome. Sky, thanks for joining us. Yep. All right. I'll, I'll do one our last segment, and then we'll get to the interview. Uh, so one of Wonderland, the headline is definitely Vincent Van Doe and his new fund, Starry Night Capital. They're making huge waves in the one-on-one world. They're grabbing up all the big name artists. Uh, so I'm going to pull up Starry Night's super rare page. Uh, and we can see nine of their collections here. Um, last week, they bought the floor X copy piece, the slipper piece at 200 ETH. Um, then this weekend, several buys. They bought Kitty Decentralized by Coldy. Coldy, you know, absolutely a top artist in the one-on-one space. They bought a killer acid piece called Slow Your Roll for 22 Ethereum. Um, they bought a few of Jeff Davis's smaller set work. So Jeff Davis um, launched construction token on Artblocks, one of a, a day one project. He's got some earlier work that's out on Super Rare. Starry Night went after a few of those. Um, they bought a Waxkin Sunset by Railers Dam for 15 ETH, and then another piece by uh, Zook entitled Gale for, for 20 ETH. So one on one season, it is here. The elite blue chips have already kind of left. The rocket ship is, is gone, um, but Starry Night continues to make a lot of buys. Um, I think other headlines, we saw uh, Debercado sold a piece for 7.5, and then another Manaloid sold for 47.2. Um, <clears throat> so definitely a big weekend in, in one of one world. All right. That takes us through all of our segments here for today. And we are now going to transition into our interview with Jason over from BitLectro. Jason, are you with us? I'm with you. How are you, Tyler? I'm doing great. How are you feeling? It's a big I'm week. Feel, I'm feeling good, man. Thanks for having me on. This is, uh, this is exciting for us. Awesome. Well, well give us a, you know, let's start out. Um, maybe you want to tell us about the, the BitLectro team and a little bit about, you know, your all background. Yeah, yeah. So, um, hi everyone. My name is Jason Berners. I am basically head of marketing and outreach for Bitlectro Labs. And uh, back in June, we re we released our first Genesis collection called the Dream Loops, which was ten thousand, kind of like a bespoke pixel art audio visual nft with a physical component so one in five of those were redeemable for either vinyl or cassette like real vinyl or cassette that you could hang on your wall put on your mantle put them in a record player put them in a cassette player um which is really exciting and then now uh, we're just gearing up for an airdrop and a public sale of kind of the next step into what we're calling the Dreamlands universe, which is a 15K PFP project called the Dreamers, which is also audio visual. Uh, the art styles are just a little bit different, but um, things are getting exciting right now. So Electro Labs kind of was born back in, I would say, February, March. The whole kind of story with it was I had a crypto punk from back in the day and it started some conversations with some friends in the space about whether I should sell or not. And then that birthed um, this kind of company when we decided if with asking some friends like Keel from Starfucker and things like that, if he would create an NFT uh, project, what would it look like? And we knew it would have to be um, an audiovisual one. So this is kind of the birth of that and Dream Loops and now Dreamers are kind of our children at BitLectro Labs. Yeah, I mean, just so cool. And I know 
uh, you know, in my circle of folks who've been buying and trading NFTs for the last year, you know, I feel like it's always the grail. Like everyone wants to do a project, but it's, it's easy to talk about conceptually, right? But actually, you know, putting the work in and building and launching successful projects is a huge accomplishment. Huge accomplishment. Um, <clears throat> so definitely admire the, the the team over at Bitlectro Labs. Um, but I'm excited for Dreamers. It looks really cool. Why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about the the project? Um, yeah, kind of the background and let's yeah. talk about the utility of it too. I feel like what we're really excited about with with the Dreamers is the sense of with the Dream Loops. We we always in the space throw throw around the world uh, word utility, right? And sometimes it's just. I would say it's more like a perk than an actual utility aspect, right? So we want to really be able to provide as much as we can to the community. So with the Dream Loops, we had the physical component, right? Which people claimed was utility. And we want to take that to the next kind of level, right? So with, with the Dreamers, not only are, is it audio visual where you get a Creative Commons licensing with the music. So that means if you have a Twitch stream or if you come from live entertainment and you need a walk-on song or like an extra song for your show, or if you are a YouTuber and you want to use a track, you can use the music that comes with your nft as like a it comes with free range you can use it forever you feel like people are using it for independent video games and a bunch of different projects that we're really stoked about so that's only one kind of aspect of the utility which we're borrowing over from our dream loops collection bringing it bringing it into the dreamers but with that as well we're trying to build right now something really exciting called the dreamlands battle arena so this is all contingent on a sellout right so i'm gonna tell you right now we're gonna try to build a video game basically an automated on the rails quote unquote uh pvp battle arena so what would happen is two dreamers would get into this battle arena they're gonna bet a small kind of stake of a native token and then it's gonna be a random generated outcome taking elements from things like zed run and then um those two are gonna battle and the winner of that battle is gonna get that share of the token right there's going to be kind of power-ups where you can use dream loops and things like that to you know increase the power the health of your of your dreamer and then it's going to be a sliding scale on the payout ratio but um that's something we're really excited about and then on top of that uh bitlectro labs is beginning to get known for our metaverse parties happening in crypto voxels we do it every month but what we're really stoked about is through our partnership with sandbox we're also going to be airdropping every dreamer owner a voxelized version of their dreamer so they can come party in sandbox once that metaverse is up and running and ready to go um, with their actual dreamer as their avatar which is really kind of cool so we're trying to provide a lot my man you know what i mean <laughs> that, that's so much uh it's a lot to unpack and, and i, I want to get into it um i love the the metaverse and the sandbox play you know with with the avatar um <clears throat> My perspective is I think we're, we're really early still right now. I think a lot of people might think that, you know, the avatars are, are silly, right, or, or we're not there yet. But I absolutely see the, the use case for this. It's similar to skins in exactly. gaming, right? And, we, and we've seen the success that that's had and, and the, what that means from a, a dollars and cents standpoint. I've attended a party in Crypto Voxels. I attended uh, the, the Euler Beats party. Sick. Um, back in i want to say it was in april and i had very low expectations but it was fun <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah a dj it was it was a fun party um so i, I definitely encourage you know listeners if you haven't attended one just do it 
you know, what, what do yeah. you have to lose? You get 10. And we got room. one happening on the 15th of October um, in our crypto voxel space. So it's Bitlectro dash L-A-D-Z lads dot party. And um, come party with us on the 15th. We're, we're having some really exciting guests with it unannounced, but we're, um, we're just getting ready to kind of put out the rollout of the, the DJs. So we have five DJs typically every party. And this month we have Pixel Lord penciled in to do a set out from Russia. So we're really stoked about that. It's going to be like Russian rave music, which I think is super sick. So um, we're really excited for that. And then, yeah, I think that we understand there's two sides of it. I understand what you're saying when some people say like PFP, like avatar projects are silly, but there, it's a two, it's a two-sided coin where, for instance, me with dream loops, I sometimes had a hard time like identifying with one because it wasn't a PFP project. I definitely identify with the lucky cat, which is on my hat, which is like a really rare trait amongst the dream loops, but I don't have a lucky cat. Right. So sometimes I had to kind of figure out things that I could identify with in the collection being this kind of bespoke art. Like I would put it on a wall, but maybe not make it my PFP. But and then with dreamers, we want to take, there's a couple things we want to take what is going on and super hot in the market. Plus we want to take more kind of nostalgia elements. We want to take elements from our favorite movies and sci-fi channels and things that we identified with as kids and bring it into a PFP project. Right. Yeah. I think that's really smart. And I, we haven't really seen much of that yet. So it's always, it's always good to be, you know, one of the first, um, <clears throat> I want to hear a little bit more about the the gaming and, and the battle arena, if you don't mind. So it sounds like you're you're combining kind of a tokenomics aspect. So yeah. the the dreamers owners will get some tokens, and then that will be incorporated somehow into the battles in the battle arena. And then essentially, if you win the battle, what you 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 get some the, the tokens that you, you get put the up. Share. Or, exactly. Yeah, you're gonna get the kind of combined total of of the tokens that are put up. What um so far, kind of what we're building is we want to have a quote unquote dream token or something like that, that um, in our first demo version, we don't want to have any like dollar value associated to that. We just want to kind of start building a, a demo version of the game that's say Q1, Q2 of next year. And then through that, we kind of want to introduce more things like that tokenomics element. And um, there's going to be a migration stage from taking your NFT on Ethereum mainnet, and then we're going to bring it over to Polygon. Uh, it's totally going to be optional because we understand that there's some people who don't love having an NFT on Polygon, they feel like it's quote unquote, maybe second class or something like that. I personally love Polygon. I think it's fantastic. Like one of my favorite projects, Avogachis is on, um, on Polygon. I also have uh, a bunch of, like a bunch of Zed horses. I got a nice stable there as well. So through that, like I quite like Polygon, especially for like games essentially, because right now the Ethereum mainnet, it's just too expensive. Like you can't, you can't build a game on mainnet right now, unless it's going to cost everyone who's playing it, you know, more than they're betting, right? Or more than they're putting up. So through that, we just want to create a really kind of fun experience. And we know that we're not building a AAA title. Like this is the thing that we see these games being announced and in, in that where the promise is so high and it's they're, they're trying to build a, a DeFi AAA title. And the reach is just so great. And like, I would personally love to see those happen. But this is the thing. We're currently a team of six. We're a small, modest team. We all started this as friends. And the whole rule in all of our meetings is if we're not having fun, why are we doing this? So we want to build something that is achievable, that um, excites us. 
And um, that's kind of what we're doing with the battle arena. When we came up with the idea in a team meeting, everyone kind of stopped what they were doing and uh, really clued into this idea. And again, it's taking our favorite elements from a bunch of different projects that we're already collecting and um, building kind of a fighting street, street fighter mix. It's based off of a 90s game called what's it called uh star night or something like that something night and um it, i hate to say it, it's before my time i'm 23 yeah. so i'm like a i'm like a gamecube <laughs> boy you know through and through but or game uh gamecube yeah yeah and um so it's just really exciting and i think that through all this we're just going to take the notes kind of as the community gives it to us and kind of keep building the game and again we understand development times are long but uh, we just want to keep everyone updated as we slowly bring together this Dreamlands arena. And through all that as well, we want the community to help build us the lore and the 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 world itself. So all every Dreamer NFT is going to have the option for the owner to change the flavor text. So say that when you get your audio track and you get your Dreamer, if you somehow find the connection between the audio track and the Dreamer, we want people to write about that. Or that's say me like i come from live entertainment i'm a magician so let's say i get someone like a dreamer that has a top hat you bet that i'm going to be writing some flavor text saying that he's a magician right so it's exciting there's there's males there's females there's doges there's skeletons there's over 800 traits amongst the dreamers as well so we think that you know as a collector you should be able to find something that you you can identify with yeah and that's something i love about NFT projects and NFT communities, right? Is if you build a good product, the NFT, the community will will write these stories for you. Um, totally. I, I know. I've I'm a big Plasma Bear owner. I actually wrote a big tweet thread about the lost parts from Plasma. Totally. Bear. I had so much fun with it. Um, <clears throat> I could absolutely see you know folks doing that here for the Dreamers. I'm 36, so I, I remember Nintendo. Yeah, uh, yeah. Super Nintendo. So I, I like the uh, the similar vibes, the 8-bit, 16-bit. Uh, well, I'll even match you on the music. This is what's really exciting, too. So the first collection, the Dream Loops, was Keel. When he develops the music, he takes all these tracks. And when he's playing them, he plays them through a MIDI that's plugged into, for the first collection, was an NES cartridge. So that's what gives it the chiptune sound. But for this time, we want it to be a slightly different sound. So he took his MIDI and he put it through a uh, Sega Genesis. So I personally don't even know any of my friends who own a Sega Genesis, but the fact that he built this gearhead style, like music maker uh, to make 10,000 or 15,000 tracks rather is uh, is pretty cool. That's so cool. So one piece I do want to touch on a little bit is, so you mentioned, you know, the team under promise over delivers the vision want to do this Q1, Q2. You know, that is a decent amount of time in NFT world. So totally. kind of what, are, what are some of your guys' thoughts on kind of keeping the community engaged for you know three to six months? So this is something that we kind of learned through the Dream Loops launch as well, is we just learned that the space again moves so fast. We know this, right? Like I've been in NFT since 2018. And I remember when the punks discord and things like that was quite quiet. Like I remember when they were, I remember the raise from $30 to a hundred. I remember people getting excited about that. Like I remember seeing the slowness of it. So now the fact that's going, you know, like rocket ships, we just want to keep the community engaged with with more events, things like our crypto voxels parties. We want to introduce that sandbox airdrop as well. We want to introduce more exclusive merch drop merch drops like the one I'm wearing right now. We want to roll out those things quicker and more efficiently than we did with the Dream Loops. 
I'll admit it. We admit we re, uh, launched the merch for the Dream Loops too late. It was a couple months later after the the drop, and we just wanted to source the right shop to do it. So we think that the quality on the merch is fantastic. I personally think it's one of the best merch in the whole NFT game. But we took too long to do it. But now that we've kind of ironed off those those wheels, we know that for the dreamers, how to make things more efficient. So we think that once the drop happens. We can introduce people to to start building the lore of the world. We can introduce the flavor text. We can have more crypto voxels parties. We can have another merch drop. We can have the airdrop of the sandbox avatars. Let's see how far away sandbox is from being able to be released. And if we want to introduce more people there, we also have our Decentraland parcel. Maybe we do a special gallery there as well with the world starting to reopen up. This is what's really cool too, is it all lines up in a weird way that there was a staking period with the dream loops if you got a redeemable of 182 and a half days so basically six months and through that the first people who if you got it right at launch the redemption period is december so right as december comes around which is coming up we're going to start seeing that album get released and it's not just a collection of you know dream loops on loop this is a full-on album that Kila's kind of produced and, and created with a bunch of different features. I don't want to spoil anything, but we've seen like some of the teasers in our internal chat and it's it's a full-on album. So we want to do listening parties with that. And we also want to maybe do an in real life uh, listening party. I, I haven't been to any NFT meetups yet, but we're eyeballing some of these conferences and things happening where I want to meet people. I want to meet you, Tyler, in a space like in New York City or something like that, right? So if we could all bring dreamers and dream loops holders together to to listen to some music i think it'd be really cool so there's a lot there's a lot in our roadmap and a lot kind of that we want to provide and again it's just taking like we used to all produce events you know Mm -hmm. half the team would produce events in real life so it's like how can we do this virtually you know i like it you know i I think that's the, the combination the crossover of nft projects to as tickets to in real life events something that we're absolutely seeing play out it's really cool I have to say, I, I didn't realize, so I knew about Dream Loops project. I admittedly did not do a, a deep dive on it when it came out. Um, I didn't fully connect this uh, vinyl album drop. So is that something, is, is that a one-time deal with the staking or if someone purchases Dream Loops? Yeah, okay. So today? this is, a, so, so if you look on, like if you go on something like rarity.tools, you can sort through the Dream Loops to see which are redeemable. So one in five, so 20% were redeemable. So anyone that has like a cassette tape, um, that one's redeemable for cassette. And then like a gold diamond, those are the ones that are redeemable for vinyl. You can sort them uh, under, or it says redeemable, redeemable, yeah, on open seats, farther down, third from the bottom. Yeah, there you go. So you can kind of sort it if it's a vinyl, both, if it's an exclusive. And um that's going to be a one-time thing. So, but it has to stay in your wallet for that long. So let's say some, the one that's for sale right now, you could get that since it hasn't been redeemed, you'll know if they've been redeemed and then stake it in your wallet now for six months and then pick up the vinyl or the cassette. Oh, that's very cool. Thanks. And I'm saying now I'm in a pretty, uh, a thin floor on, on the, on the vinyls. Yeah. And they're, and they're starting to get scooped, which is really exciting. I think that um, we've been playing also around with like, cool packaging and cool vinyl and like to make this like an art piece that you can put on your wall and that's my favorite part about the nft community myself is that like i got a board ape hoodie that i um that i basically live in and the fact is that it it brings it brings my digital life into real life and it kind of puts a cool tangible 
value to it. And I think that that's what the physical component is really exciting about. And the fact is too, we're also going to be doing a physical component with the dreamers, but it's going to be more accessible for everyone. So it's not going to be an exclusive redemption kind of token like we're doing with the dream loops. That'll still be like you know, the flame and young. But for this, we want to make something really special for all dreamers holders to give them the opportunity to have something physical that's music related in their own home. So. I love it. Like I, I've definitely come around on the merch. You know, if you would have told me back in February that I'd be, you know, considered buying uh, NFT merchandise, I would have told you you're crazy. Right. I really hope someone builds cryptodes, dad's hats. Like I absolutely Sick, right? want to, be rocking one of those um, so i i love that's part of the roadmap but i think that's a big part of the community building we're just seeing you know more and more of it but you know, i'm so interested to hear kind of more about your nft story so you had a crypto punk from and you said you got it in 2018 it's insane yeah you know, having the foresight and, and the vision so i'd love to hear more this is it's strange so so I, like i was saying i come from live entertainment so i come from being a magician and when i graduated high school I, I did what a lot of kids do and I went to college and I realized when I started going to college that I don't like college. And through that, I started skipping classes. So what I did was I was, I'll be honest, I was at the university of Victoria and it's still where I live uh, just in on Vancouver Island. And I was sitting in the foyer skipping, you know, first year business courses. And I have friends text me who were in that course being like, hey, are you supposed to be in this course? And I would sit there and I'd have my ledger nano and I would be, you know, typing in my keys and I'd be exploring things and I'd be buying small amounts of little altcoins. I didn't have a lot of money at that point. I still don't, you know, and I, um, my risk appetite wasn't very high, but I discovered there's two projects. I discovered Dada collectibles, which is like a, they're called creeps and weirdos. They're just doing right now kind of the release of the final 2017 NFTs, really cool collection. I bought a bunch of those and then, uh, discovered crypto kitties, and then I found CryptoPunks and I, I just bought one. I don't have it anymore. Um, I regrettably sold it, sold it, but it did kind of birth this company through all that. So I keep telling myself that it's for the greater good. You know, it started something that's bigger than me. But through that, um, it was really just interesting. I remember being in Calgary back in like 2019 and joking to friends being like, we should buy our buddy a punk for his birthday because I thought it was just sort of silly, but I understood at that time. So this is the thing. Those, the price evaluations on punks, we all know are crazy. I never thought, I thought when I sold it for like 15 K or whatever, that that was my moon. And I remember when I had discussions with a bunch of guys like Justin and things like that in the Justin Trimble in the punks discord we were collectively like if that's your moon you've made it and at that time i was like that pays off my car that pays off like that's that's more than i ever could think of right that's more money that i've made in a magic gig like that's crazy so through that now i'm seeing these price evaluations and i'm seeing the the board apes and i'm seeing this this utility and like social token play and i remember when the punks first came out and and i put it as my twitter picture and and honestly no one knew obviously uh but through now with the, the social token aspect, I understand the price evaluations of these more. It's crazy. The fact that um, that I bought it back then, which is strange. And the fact that I literally thought it was a quote unquote cool Twitter picture. And I have like a hundred followers on Twitter. Like I'm so quiet on there on my personal one. So I just thought it was a fun thing to put on there. I remember uh, 
friends being like, this is, this is peak Jason buying weird things like <laughs> trading cards and stuff. I like, I'm a big sports card guy. Like I'm literally oh, cool. got a blaster box right next to me. You know what I mean? So it's like, it was, it was that kind of thing. So to be in the space now and to be kind of on a, on a team that is, you know, leading a, a music space and, um, and producing a project that we're all really proud of. I think it's, it's worth me selling the punk for even a low number. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to hear. I mean, you front ran the whole PFP uh, it's, Twitter movement, right? So like, how, how'd you react to the Twitter news from a, a few weeks ago, right? That they're going to do the, the verification. I think it's great. I think um, we did a couple of interviews back when Dreamloops first launched, back when Twitter was doing the, um, whatever it was called, the 140 project or what was it called? 70, 14, whatever the number was. It was like the Twitter, the Twitter NFT project. I remember that when they came in, I started realizing that Twitter's going to be the front running social media for the space. We knew that already just with naturally where everyone talks. It's that in Discord essentially, right? And maybe a little bit of Telegram, but um, it's cool. I think that it's needed um, because I mean, even I sometimes see my old punk kind of lingering around on a couple other accounts. And I'm like, that's not cool. You know what I mean? I think the problem is too, is that personally, I didn't really identify with my punk that much. Like I wish I had a hoodie because I probably like, I'm thinking about, I'm like, there's two things. I wish I bought two because I bought them so cheap. So I wish I had two, right? Like I wish I like that foresight. I wish I had, because I bought even Dada's I bought for like at the time it was like $6. And now like the floor on them is 0.4 on their sale. Like I'm like, even like ETH was $700. Like it's, it's, it was stupid. So through that, I wish that I bought two, but I also wish that maybe I bought one that I liked more because I bought collectively near the floor even then, because I remember seeing things like hoodies for $500 and that was way outside my budget. Even now still five, a $500 NFT, like a 0.15, like close to what our floor is right now. Sometimes that prices me out on a project unless I really believe in it. And at the time it was, it was the, the wild, wild west. You know what I mean? There were projects like, I think it was called crypto titties or something like that, which was like chests and it was mm -hmm. for like breast cancer research or something like that. And, and I remember seeing that at the same time as well. And now they're all sweeped, like all the old ones, moon cats, everything, like it's oh, all yeah. gone. So I think that the OG projects are really kind of cool. And that's, um, what I'll always kind of consider still picking up unless, or something that has a really social, social token aspect to it. I like Adam bomb squad. I like board apes, you know, I, I'm probably going to buy a mutant at the end of this drop. I think that's going to be my kind of splash for it and, um, and kind of go from there. Very cool. I, mean, I think your point of, you know, kind of resonating or liking your, your PFP or your ape or your, your punk. I think that's people can underestimate that. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to buy and sell and trade, you know, when you don't have the emotional connection, but when you have more mm -hmm. of an emotional connection to it, uh, and you really enjoy the collectible, I think that's when we see a lot more of the, you know, the diamond hands and the more people that do that is then when we see the price arcs, like totally. eight, when, when 5,000 people own them and 4,900 don't want to sell because and it's their last one. Well, this is the thing. I remember my dad calling me up in like March or April, April like May, I'll call it May. Time's moving so fast. Back when, when Bored Apes first came out and he, he calls me and he goes, those apes are pretty cool. Because we were doing a bunch of Twitter work at the time. My dad's been tracking that. He's proud of me. So I'm like, he's like, those apes are pretty cool. He's like, you should buy one. And I'm like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, 
it's like point two, like it's expensive. And he's like, I, I, the name's good. He's like, I bet you they're going to have like a private yacht club in real life. And I'm like, we'll see. And like, didn't get one. And now I'm like, call my dad like last week. I'm like, they're going to do like a, like a clubhouse in Miami. He's like, how good am I? Like, look at this. He's strutting around like so funny. So through that, I think, um, yeah, like if you resonate with it and you, and you really relate to it, it's crazy. The fact that we're relating to digital, you know, digital art, but I think it's 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 the same thing that Gary Vee says. He's like, how much would you pay for a blue check mark? And me, as a magician, I pay a lot for it, to be honest. And I've been trying to get one. And, and I got agents and things putting in submission forms. I've tried every corner. And I just know as a performer and as a public figure, I'm close, but not there yet. So it's like, give me another couple of years and I, and I can see the value of that. And I can see that being in my reach. So I get it, man. You know, it's hard to sell stuff when you really like it. Yeah, I, I get it too. And I think the piece that resonates with me is I still, I do understand how early we are, right? With what, I, I don't have the exact latest data on OpenSea. I think it's 300,000 or 400,000, you know, wallets, which is not even unique individuals who are trading NFTs. There's 69 million Coinbase accounts, right? So yeah. we're, we're less than 1% of even the crypto universe, let alone the numbers that are in gaming, so those people are all going to want PFPs. They're going to yeah. want <clears throat> metaverse wearables. I, I'm really bullish on metaverse wearables. I, I think we're still really early on, so it's hard to predict. You know who's going to who's going to be the true winners. Um, but I think that's going to be something. Um, Speaking you know, of metaverse Merlox wearables, yeah. we got a cool uh, back through the partnership program that we did with Sandbox. I don't know what it's called. It's like the Bitlectro mixtape or something like that through Sandbox. They did. I it's a wearable that you can put in sandbox it's like a cassette tape style thing and it's like not many people know about it and then every like month or something a user will post it in our uh in our discord in our community and the, everyone like five or something will sell right away they're like those are so cool and even me right now i'm like I haven't, I haven't got one yet like i need to get one so like i think the i think the wearables for for the metaverses are really really cool yeah i think we're in like 2018 crypto punks for metaverse wearables right now. I, th I think so too. And the fact that like, think about when you said, I didn't know about the party and I didn't know what it'd be like. And then I went and it was actually pretty cool. Think about how good they're going to get. Like imagine when we have the crossover between like you being in a real life club and then there's a metaverse. Like I just saw a DJ in Vegas having their cyber Kong as like the, the visual behind them. And it looked so sick so now i'm like <laughs> how do i like what can i do so i'm eyeballing getting one of the voxelized versions of cyber kongs and i'm like how sick would that be like i have a before my magic show starts i have this rolling like uh hand-drawn graphic of like a deck of cards right and it's like yeah. then my name like in graffiti and it's all glitched out i'm like oh man how sick would it be of like a cyber kong like rolling around like knocking things over <laughs> like i'm like the animation that would be so cool so now i'm eyeballing these things just for like if you know you know like that's the whole world yeah. we're in it's crazy it's gonna be a lot of fun to, to watch it all play out um <clears throat> oh i want to pull us back so you mentioned your your discord so i'm gonna pull up your discord here in bitlectro labs uh what's well, discord.com uh, uh, discord.gg slash bitlectro that'll bring you right to it yeah right and then i know you uh you've got this whitelisting page yeah you want to tell us a little bit about about what so that is. so the dreamless collection sold out in 20 minutes or 21 minutes rather the public sale was available for one minute 
um, to be honest. And it was, it was a gas war. It was crazy. And um, it felt like a rocket launch. So what we want to do is give people some opportunities, more chances to kind of beat the gas war. So through that, we have a pre-sale whitelisting request form. So if you go on our Discord right now um, under pre-sale-whitelisting, you can fill out the form and tell us why you think you should be whitelisted, put your wallet and your email, and we'll be in touch if you get whitelisted. So we're going to start doing the first batch of emails on the 9th. So there's three periods for this sale. So it's essentially going to be an airdrop. So for every two dream loops you own, you're going to receive one dreamer. So if you own uh, two dream or four dream loops, you're going to get two dreamers. So the snapshot period is between uh, the 8th of October and the 14th of October. So that gives a window, right? That comes from, from kind of old school crypto where it's a moving target, right? So with that following, there's going to be a pre-sale period, which is what we're just talking about right now. So Pre-sale is going to be up to 5K. There were 10K uh, dream loops. Following that, we have the pre-sale. After that, we're going to have the public sale on the 16th, tentatively right now, 4 p.m. PST. That's where we're, our kind of marks are on. So playing that back to you, let's say if I own two dream loops, then I'm eligible for one of the 5K airdrops. Airdrops, correct. And then I'm also eligible for the pre-sale, which is the second. Yeah. So if you own a dream loop, you're, yeah. So if you own a dream loop, you're automatically going to be listed on the presale um, okay. on the whitelist. But, and then if you don't own a dream loop yet, or you still just want to, you know, secure your spot for sure and just be super safe, please fill in the, the, the form. And um, yeah, we're, we're going through all them and, and kind of picking our, picking our, our picks, I guess. Yeah, no, this is super smart. I'm so happy you guys are doing this. So I, I've got a discord with Sky and about 20 other guys and we've, we've got a whitelisting channel. Right. Like, <clears throat> I'm so happy that project teams are being smart and trying to avoid gas wars and try to reward community members who are proactive and give the opportunity to do whitelisting, to do pre-sales. So you can mint when you want and not worry about paying, you know, three to four X. Yeah. Uh, the, it's the crazy, man. And gas. Like going back to like conversations I just have with my dad, like my dad's not a collector at all in NFTs. He doesn't understand crypto, but he understands it enough where he can see like price valuations and prices of tokens and NFTs going up or NFTs going down. And us having a conversation, he goes, he goes, do people really care about gas? Like if they're, if they're buying an NFT that, you know, is I marked at whatever 0.06 or something, that's still like, that's an expensive buy. Like that's a, that's a PlayStation, you know, or whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah, but people still do. Like the fact is, is that I'm like, I just bought an atom bomb the other night and I was, I waited till like midnight when gas was low. Like I'm not, I'm not doing Gway at a crazy number. I'm just not <laughs> yeah. going to run the transaction. Right. And it, right. it's not even that my risk appetite is low or high or whatever. In fact, it's, 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 I'd call it low to medium. Like I, I'm not going to, try in a gas battle that much because I've lost too many times. So we want to try to um, to navigate that as best as we can. And we think that um, having this whitelisting kind of option, it's a, it's a lot more work. Like we're, you know, going through all this manually, but through that, it, uh, I think it helps the community a lot. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I appreciate you guys going through the work and I know it is a lot. It's a lot of manual effort, but it's going to certainly serve the community members who are proactive and, and do this. Probably going to save you know, I'll, I'll come out and say at least 0.05 to 0.1 in gas. Yeah. Um, you know, Dream Looms you mentioned sold out in 20 minutes, right? Um, and that was in a different market, right? We're, there's, <clears throat> we're in a lot more active market for, for drops right yeah. now. Some of these are going super fast, especially the hyped ones. 
um, you know, it's, it's not crazy to see three and four X. And we, th- I think that we're like, I think the fact too, that we're promising the game on contingent of a sellout is bringing a nice community aspect to the, the community right now. Like even in general discussion, there's a, a kind of rallying of like, let's work together and sell this thing out because we want yeah. this game to happen. And it's just the fact that w- there's high development costs for building this game, even though it is like a, a, a basic like on the rails game there's still so much that goes into this that you know we got to sell this thing out to to make this happen and um that's just the fact of it so it's nice seeing the community excited about it like we also we kind of didn't know how the dream loops were going to go we we had a great feeling we knew that the project was solid but it wasn't till the week of or something that we really saw the community starting to rally but right now i mean i'll just be honest our floor has gone up our um discord is as popping as ever and through that we're still essentially you know 12 days out from from our drop like that's more time that's kind of when we really started turning it on last time right now we're right in the thick of it already and we're in that final sprint and we're feeling really good you know our numbers look good so i'm stoked awesome so 12 days out so october 16th then that's the public public sale. sale yep all right very good jason anything else you want to tell us about here i feel like we've covered I mean, I'll just throw this to you right now. Do you guys want to do a giveaway of a dreamer? I'd love to. Let's do it. I mean, however you think, should we do it through your Twitter? Yeah, let's do it on Twitter. Um, We'll, we'll set some criteria, you know, go out and join the, join the BitLectro discord. We'll we'll do a few other things. Beautiful. Uh, I love that. uh, Let's do it. Everyone watching right now, go check out, uh, your guys's twitter and and kind of follow the steps on that and yeah we'll make we'll pick or you guys can pick a winner and then just dm us the uh the winner then we'll reach out to them and get their wallet address and add them to our giveaway list so that's exciting awesome so listeners look look for that giveaway to come um you've gotten me excited sweet man excited for the project i'm gonna pick up a couple dream loops here this week make sure i get this airdrop and get qualified for the pre-sale this is cool it's different I'll just say one more thing as well. So with the dream loops, we, we uh, sent them out wrapped and it was a choice up to the buyer um, and the collector if they wanted to unwrap them or not, because we know that one in five were, were redeemable, right? So if you look on OpenSea, there's only a few left, but if you sort by traits, you can buy wrapped, right? So there's still a mystery. And then if you go on our website, connect your MetaMask, you can sit in our basically 3D virtual unwrapping environment. It looks like an old school desk and discover what you bought. Essentially, you can unwrap that token. And there's still some super hit, like rare hidden ones. There's a lucky cat still hidden amongst the wrapped ones. There's more vinyls. There's more cassettes. So there's still a lot of really, really rare things amongst those wraps. There's only a few left on OpenSea. And the same thing's going to happen with the Dreamers. They're all going to come wrapped. We built this time a really cool 2D environment that you get to sit at and unwrap it. So again, it's the same, same, but different. Like we're taking our favorite parts from the Dream Loops. So just want to throw that out to you. If you're going to start, if you're going shopping on OpenSea, <laughs> you might want to test your luck and buy a wrapped one. Who knows? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a gambler at heart. I, I love the... Uh you know, the, the unwrapping process, the, you know, minting and, and other things, totally. just so, you know, for the chance of what you get. Well, wow. totally. Jason, thank you very much. It, it was a pleasure. You know, good luck with the drop. Certainly Thanks, we'll Tyler. be watching. We'll be doing the giveaway here and we'll be sure to kind of cover the progress on the show. Brilliant. Awesome. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, listeners. That's our show for today. Uh, Thanks to our friends at IC Tools for sponsoring the show. Again, if you're looking to get started in NFT trading, you need the right data at your fingertips. 
IC Tools is a great place to start. Head over to IC.tools, check out their products, use their free version, see which products are trending. You're home for NFT Alpha. For our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe out in those NFT streets. Goodbye.